0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to Jolton Joe's Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. I'm Jolton Joe, along with my co-hosts, the new mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, and the godfather of the Rewind Wrestling Network, Terrible Ted. Get ready for some skull-crushing wrestling chatter. Ladies and gentlemen welcome to the Jolton and joe wrestling radio show here on the rewind wrestling network and yes i got it right because i'm bringing you in tonight joe did another one of his infamous i'm not gonna make it guys uh for to tyler and i except this time we didn't even get a whole day we got like a couple hours notice joe we're just messing with you we love you man but really stop calling out on us it's bullshit um so we are uh we are here tonight. And as you can see, we've brought the big man back here. We have Venetius here with us again tonight. Venetius was uh, gracious enough to come in and fill in some spot tonight so that I wouldn't have to talk the entire show. Cause I love how much our audience, you know, just, just loves to hear me talk every show for the majority of the show. And they show me so much love about that in that they tell me that I suck on Twitter. Um, so we wanted to bring back a voice that they actually care about, and uh, and that's that's the big man, big V. So, Vinicius, thank you for joining us tonight. We appreciate you jumping in last second, brother. Thank you so much, uh,
1: Ted. I have big shoes to fill with uh, Joe and Joe. Joe, uh, you know, he keeps calling out, man. I'm here to take your spot, man. You can call me, <laughs> call me Kurt Hennig, man. I'll take Arne Anderson's
0: spot. Let's do this thing. And there uh, you go. And, and to my side here, we have the New Mouth of the South. We have the Tennessee Talker. We've got Mr. Tyler Peters. And uh, Tyler, I mean, realistically, man, you're the person that's been on this show the longest right now. <laughs> and you're here with us, man. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's thank you for jumping in tonight.
2: Oh, hey, it's my pleasure. I'm looking forward to uh, talking some wrestling with you guys. So it's, it's always a fun time.
0: Excellent, excellent, man. So uh, before we get on to the uh, to the wrestling content we all know and love, I do want to take a second and just uh, do our cheap plugs and get them out of the way here. I want to continue to thank our friends over at the Philly Fans Sports Podcast, fans spelled with PH. P-H. You'll see them in the commercials in the break of the show this evening. Uh, please make sure that you show them some love. Follow them on social media. Also, the Rock and Wrestling Podcast, uh, hosted by my my – co you know my co-commentator in acpw mr jason abrams uh they have rock stars on where they talk wrestling with rock stars and they have wrestling personalities on where they talk rock with wrestling personalities and big v your manager was actually on their uh their last show fonzie was on the last show man oh that's awesome yeah he told me about it um uh he did mention that to me and uh i'm sure
1: it was a great time he's a um He's a pretty amazing guy. So check it out. Check it out. I'm sure he, he talked a lot about uh, East Coast Rock uh, in his heyday, which is like the 1930s, you know.
0: absolutely my friend absolutely so we we got to give a shout out to those folks and obviously uh you know v I'll, I'll, i'll get to you in a second you can you can tell us what's coming up for coastal championship wrestling uh american championship pro wrestling has a bunch of stuff you know on the way we're filming some stuff we're working on some stuff so that is coming out shortly i will post more information about that as we get closer to it and uh You know, don't forget, folks, to check out all the other stuff on the uh, on the channel, whether it's on the podcast channel or on the YouTube channel. We have so much stuff there for you to check out. We've got the Wrestle Game Rewind, we've got Talking Shop, we've got the Solo Pod, we've got the Battle Promo. You know, stuff that all went down this year. So go check out all the content that's there. Please remember to like, comment, share, subscribe, and to follow us on social media at Rewind Podcasts. And, uh, folks don't forget to check out Joe's stuff, even though he's not here, I'm going to give him his cheap plug. So Joe's got the, uh, the radio nowhere train wreck happening on Saturday mornings at 9 AM. You can check that out on uh, his Facebook page and he's got a whole bunch of content there. So make sure you go check him out at radio nowhere. And, uh, his link for that is in his social media profile and you can find his social media stuff in the description below. Uh, Tyler, tell us what you've got going on right now, man.
2: Yes. Uh, Right now, I've got Tyler's Take podcasts. I just did a uh, quick one about Wade Barrett joining NXT, and even doing short ones uh, like headlines. I think that's kind of cool to do. So I've been doing a lot of that and uh, writing a lot about wrestling. So man, I, I can't get away from this stuff, which I'm happy to do. I'm, I'm very blessed in in that regard, and it's all thanks to you guys and all everything dot and just been busy doing that, covering everything. So just want to cool. plug them. And you guys,
0: excellent man, Big V Venetius. Tell us what's what Coastal Championship Wrestling man, CCW's got going so, on, man. There's so much stuff that's that's going on with Coastal Championship Wrestling.
1: Obviously, October 24th, Nashville, Tennessee. We have Halloween Hardcore Heaven. It's official. Alex Ocean will wrestle Sabu, and um, you know, it's the the type of match is not announced yet. But I promise you that it's going to be something that is ridiculous. You have the new uh, king of the death matches, in my opinion. I mean, the best death match guy, not just in Florida, but the country uh, against, I mean, Sabu. So Alex Ocean, you know, he just kind of um, got the torch passed to him by New Jack uh, a couple weeks ago in uh, ICW. Uh, And uh, let's see if Sabu, uh, you know, let's see if Sabu brings it. Sabu's 15 years old, uh, but I'm pretty sure he can swing a light tube. So we have that going on, which is great. Also uh, announced for Halloween Hardcore Heaven. um, uh, Camille uh, uh, Brickhouse is going to be wrestling. Marina Tucker, who may or may not be in retribution. Who knows, guys? Who knows? Um, You know, we'll see. Uh, And then, uh, of course, we have Bram. And then uh, uh, just announced, I'm going to announce it right here. I'm going to break it. Uh, uh, The Nature Boy, Paul Lee, will be uh, wrestling at uh, – uh, CCW, uh, Halloween, Hardcore Heaven, and uh, I, I think the the nature boy, Paulie is great. I think he's very humorous. I think it's been awesome. He's uh, been a nice little viral sensation, uh, but I think someone like me, I think, is a perfect opponent for him because I, I don't need to be a viral sensation. You know, I like to hurt people, so we'll see what happens on October 24th. Uh, also, you know, I, 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 we're going to talk about shooting. You talk about television. So uh, we're going to be announcing uh, the uh, a CCW web show um, with some, some pretty big stars that we've flown in. We've already done some of the taping, and now uh, we have another taping this weekend, and it's been so amazing that we can do private, uh, secret wrestling shows, and I was shocked that it was pulled off and there was no social media pictures taken. And now we have our second uh, filming uh, this weekend. And you're gonna you're gonna see some cool things out of CCW, but um uh, also working on a really interesting deal with a very big uh, a drive-in um, theater down here, uh, putting together a show with another name, uh, just someone who's currently currently working in wrestling in WWE, who is getting a. Um, was getting a little bit of a uh, an okay to wrestle one match with us, so when that happens, I'll you guys will be the first to know, and that'll be the big uh, uh drive in show. So, a couple little teasers there, but most importantly, if you're in Nashville, if you're in Tennessee, if you're in Alabama, if you're in Missouri, if you're in Kentucky, just drive uh, to uh, uh, Halloween uh, Hardcore Heaven uh, October 24th. Buy your tickets now,
0: uh, com. Like that, Ted? Go ahead look at that look at that i didn't even have to do any of the follow-up look at you you're the man i love it i love it all right man so let's 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 dig in guys because we've got a bunch of shows that we've got to talk about right so the last show we did was the live show for SummerSlam, which by the way guys both of you and for for joe and mike and will austin and cha-cha charlie and uh sean raymond and marty emmerich and dalton james and joe you know all and sue you know, it, it was great to have everybody on that show. It was crazy trying to manage that show. No, I and, was uh, going to
1: say, Ted, congratulations to you because you you pulled it off without <laughs> any crazy hitches. You had one guy uh, 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 who couldn't get his audio, but that wasn't even your fault. So you did yeah. great, man. Thank you to you, man.
0: Oh, man, yeah. thank you for that. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. It, was, it was my yeah. first time producing a live television show, which is essentially what that was. It was a live television show. Exactly. And uh, I learned that technology, you know, that day (laughs) the day before it was it was it was tough man but but I was really happy with how well it came together and actually in talking to Joe and to Tyler a little bit we are hoping to pretty regularly now that we have that under our belt go live and do these shows live and uh, I'm really excited about that and I'm really excited about having you know destination listening rather than just you know when you want to on your podcast that'll still be there for you that'll still be an option for you But uh, we're talking going live, and I'm I'm really happy with that. I think that's going to be a big step for us in the right direction with the uh, the Rewind Wrestling Network. So thank you guys for helping. We're
1: live. We're live. It's
2: exciting.
0: So so guys, the last show we did was the Summerslam Prediction Show last week, and we've it's been so long since we've talked. Like any other shows that are that are happening. But uh so where we're gonna start tonight is we're gonna start with AEW from Saturday night the twenty second, the Saturday night dynamite episode that took place. And um I'm gonna walk you guys through and just and and ask you guys to help me out and give me some perspectives here and see see what we've got going on. Let's take a pause. Tyler, are you still with us?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm with
0: you. Okay, you froze on us there for a second. Oh,
2: so. I did, okay. Yeah,
0: He I'm, just I'm doesn't like, move very often. Gotcha. <laughs> I know.
2: That, that's the thing. I'm 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 still, <laughs> yeah, still praying. Perfect. It's the thing. Oh my god.
0: Perfect. All right. So let's let's jump back in here. Five, four, three, two. All right. So, guys, let's let's dig into Saturday Night Dynamite on August 22nd here. Uh you know, th- there was a lot that happened on this show. It was it was a pretty packed show. And um The first thing that we had was we had FTR, who had Tully Blanchard with them, right, against Private Party. And and this was the opener. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was a good blend of styles. I thought there was a lot going into it. But I want to hear what you guys have to say. I'm going to throw it to Tyler first. Tyler, tell us what your thoughts are, man.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, Ted. I thought this was an exceptional match. I think Private Party's a good team. I, and this is going to sound harsh to the Young Bucks, but at least maybe they can do their spots and it not be too spot, you know, with Private Party. I, I think that's one thing. And FTR is the kind of team that, kind of like the Hardys that can mentor Private Party. They can learn from them because they, mm-hmm. let's face it, they come in with that experience. I just, I'm a big fan of FTR, so I'm partial. And with Tully, knowing how much of an NWA fan I am, that was just big for me and I, I think totally with ftr fits more than Sean spirits just to be honest i think that was the right mm-hmm. logical thing to do and i i'm with you i think it was a great match and i loved how we saw ftr use the official it was kind of going old school but you could still use it today so i, I agree with you ted and that mm-hmm. was a great match
0: yeah for sure v what do you got man
1: yeah, for once, I'm going to agree with uh, Tyler Peters here tonight. So, um, okay. uh, absolutely, Tully Blanchard makes them feel so much bigger. Obviously, them uh, um, uh, beating up uh, Rock and Roll Express, finally a heel turn. I mean, the the FTR, whatever you want to call them, uh, I mean, they're great heels, and Tully's a great heel, and they're built from the same mold. But one of the things was Private Party did so well, uh, uh, and, I mean, it was really – it was the heels, really, but – but you know, they made, a, made us feel like that there was a chance that they were going to beat FTR with, mm-hmm. uh, uh, with Tully there. So I would have to say that that, that match was excellent. And if you look at the uh, previous Revival matches that are just five stars, uh, everyone thought that a, a American Alpha was going to be the best team uh, coming out of NXT because they had such amazing matches with the Revival, right? And they did nothing on the main roster. And then everybody saw um, who was the next guy. it wasn't even uh, uh, Gargano and Ciampa yet. There was someone in between. That was like, man, they're the best tag teams. Of it. And the revival was just putting these guys up, on the, and they're going to be able to do the same with Private Party, with uh, Jurassic Express, uh, and with the other face teams in AEW. I hope, you know, um, what I really hope is that they just go over everybody, the Bucks, and and uh, uh, and they win those belts. But Tully Blanchard is a start in the right direction. You
0: know? Agreed. Agreed. And
1: their finished name, Goodnight Express. Give me a break. I love it.
0: That's perfect.
1: Moving in the right direction.
0: For sure. Yeah, right. For sure. So I, I want to talk next about the MJF John Moxley angle for a second here. Um, I I like how John Moxley is presenting himself in this angle pretty, you know, for the most part, I think that there's room for improvement here. I'm getting really tired of MJF just talking, but I know that's part of the heat. Like I know I'm getting worked in that. Right. Um, but I. I, I, and I, I'm that guy, right? Every time I find one of these comparisons that, that jumps out to me, I've got to be the person that points it out. Um, on this show, we started talking about, you know, we or we continue talking about how the paradigm shift should be outlawed in AEW. And all that keeps playing in my head is when Charles Robinson in WCW was bitching about Mojo Man's flying elbow drop. And I'm like, this is the same exact storyline. Why are we talking about this? Like- are we gonna have a referee wrestle next like is this what is this where we're going because that's what happened to w c w guys and this is just another another option another, another uh another point in time where we're seeing aew mirroring w c w and it's it's like it's really starting to irk me now. It's really starting to vex me now, and I'm getting I'm getting a little bit pissed off about it because I want AEW to be so much better than what WCW was. Um, so I want to hear what you guys have to say. V, why don't we come to you first this time?
1: Yeah, well, well, it's a tool, man. It's a booking tool. So you know, right now MJF is MJF, right? He's good on the mic, but I don't think he's. I mean, yeah, he he's he, he's barely been defeated. He's basically undefeated. But here's the thing: is uh, he's like five foot seven and a half, and Moxley's built like a man. So you really need to stack the deck a little bit on Moxley. Here's the problem, okay? Uh, uh, imagine, if you will, you know, 1998, uh, and, and you, they do this angle, and they say, hey, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you can't use the stunner to beat the rock. You can't use – that is effective. But we've seen plenty of people kick out of the paradigm shift. You know, maybe not recently in AEW, but I've seen Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins kick out of like four of them in the same match. So you don't yeah. you don't have the same effectiveness as it said. Like, you know, if you put over a huge move, like you know, I think in '98 the Stunner, or like, uh, uh, you know, I guess now it would be the um, Kenny Omega's uh, um, the Electric Chair Driver. What does he mm-hmm. call it? One Winged angel. You know, angel. You know, maybe something like that. Well, I don't see the paradigm shift is over now. Do, do I? I kind of like it because it, it gives a little bit more to the story. It gives a little bit more the MJF. Uh, uh Moxley has to overcome when he inevitably either beats him or or, or whatnot. You know, but uh, it's just not the move's just not over enough to
0: do it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Tyler, the savage. What the,
1: savage the savage elbow was over as hell. That's a. Yeah. That's yeah. One of the most over-finished I, level I don't get that night. argument. You know, there, there's there's that was over as hell. But uh this is just it's just not the same.
0: No, no. Tyler, do you have anything to add, man?
1: Well, I,
2: I get that, you know, just he's got to get the heat. But I, I'm kind of with Ted. I'm, I'm getting tired of the whole presidential crap. I mean, come on. I, I miss the MJF of all. I mean, I get it. I mean, he's got to find a way, a loophole to loop have that advantage. But he's just, just hit the nail right on the head. But I, I don't know. I'm just getting lost in the whole, you know, let's make excuses. Now, I will say this. I like the attorney uh, approach. That was clever. I mean, I didn't mind that. At least it changed it up a little bit. But I'm just ready to get this match going. I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's finally here, Moxley and MJF. I really don't have a lot to add to it because you guys covered it. But that's all I'm going to say. You know, just personally, as much as I'm a fan of MJF, just get tired of the whole presidential stuff. But, you know, in a way, I get it. Kind of that deal. I can see both sides of it. So Okay. That's all.
0: Well, it doesn't hurt that, that that the lawyer character could cut a hell of a promo, too. Yeah, that, yeah that's – Yeah, that guy, that guy can work. Exactly. You know, yeah, he that, can work yeah. the mic. That was pretty cool. Yeah, um, right. All right, so listen, uh, this next match that was on the card, it was it was the Lucha Brothers and the Butcher and the Blade, right? And it was against Jurassic Express and the Natural Nightmares. And I mean, uh, listen, this is one of those matches and this is what AEW does really well. AEW puts these random matches in your in your you know, on your screen that nobody can complain about because the match is so entertaining right? That you can't complain about the fact that there's no reason to have this match, really. Um, And it kind of gets back to the sport part of AEW that was advertised so much before the company was started to be televised you know we're gonna be more sports based you know we're gonna have matchups that are just there because and it kind of gets back to that so I don't have an issue with this match at all I think this match was fun um, but I also don't think that it's anything of a real note other than the fact that it was a huge spot fest um, and it was it was a lot of fun but I don't think there's anything really that we need to get into when we've got one one two, one quick
1: thing is uh, uh, you know Phoenix and Pentagon are one of the, are the best tag team in the world probably. And the fact that they're losing to QT Marshall, who runs a really good school up in Atlanta with Glacier. But I, I, don't, I don't get that. And then, obviously, former former CCW World Heavyweight Champion Dustin Rhodes. Is, I mean, he's great. But, I mean, Phoenix and Pentagon. I mean, it just doesn't yeah. make sense. You put him in an eight-man with other guys who are just, in the you know. How can – you know, people talk so badly about the WWE. All these guys are floating in the mid-card. And you have Phoenix and Pentagon who, you know, again, also guys who competed in CCW before. I honestly do believe them to be the best tag team in the world, and they're not showing it, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, what I like, is Eddie
2: Kingston, that may can help him. I like the idea sure. of maybe a faction. Now that could work because Kingston is great on the mic and hey, depending on the style, the, the man can work. We saw that. Well, in they, they they tried the they behind. tried
1: something with Pac, remember? made mm-hmm. even more sense, Pac yeah. and the Lucha Brothers. That went something. nowhere because Pac is stuck in England. Did he die of COVID and nobody told us what happened to Pac? No, I mean, he, he, hey, they, they just left. The he on a ventilator somewhere?
2: Someone saved oh. Pac. Somebody tell us where Pac is. My
0: yeah, for real. But, but yeah, I mean, Eddie Kingston is certainly of note there. Um yeah, I, I'm really starting to get worried about all these NWA talents mm-hmm. splitting off and coming to AEW or to NXT, and like yeah. now, now like they're doing this weekly pay per view thing, which we commented on a couple of weeks ago, Tyler. Um, yeah, we did. Yeah, we. Did. You know, and like great, yeah, you have this thing, but where's all your talent going to be? Because it looks like they're all signing with other people right now. You know, are you going to go out and and just reclaim a whole bunch of indie people again? Because you're going to have to rebuild from you know from scratch there. But you know, wait,
2: Barrett's coming back next week.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I I'll, I'll,
1: I guess uh, I'll I'll tell you something. I I'll tell you after the show, guys. Something that you know.
0: Oh boy! Okay. Yeah. Oh boy! See, v, v does this to he does this to us every week. That he comes on. He's like, oh, I I can't tell you this. I can't tell you this on air, but but I'll I'll, I'll tell you after the. Show. <laughs> I'll tell you after the show something. say <laughs> Last week it was last yeah. week it was Randy Orton yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh we had the brit baker thing with penelope ford and reba and kip sabian yeah okay to me that kind of fits in the same the same pocket as wrestle house on impact it's like yeah okay it's there you know i i love that they're keeping Britt baker on tv while she's hurt i think that it was the right thing to do but now we're kind of getting to a this is getting ugly point um yeah great let's uh let's talk about Jericho and the mimosa mayhem match. What the hell is a mimosa mayhem match? <laughs> From what I understand is is i don't know'm I'm, I'm looking at the aew website and it's what will happen when eighty gallons of one hundred percent pure orange juice is mixed at ringside with five hundred <laughs> cases of a little bit of the bubbly. And the only way to win is by pinfall submission or being thrown into the tank of straight mimosa. And this I'll tell is you, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what happened. Uh,
1: Jericho made too many of those a uh, little bit of the bubbly products, and he went to Tony Khan and he said, uh, uh, "Hey, I got this great idea, uh, and I'm going to need you to buy 500 cases of this product." I mean. I think that's what happened. No, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, s- all about this whole angle at this point. I'm gonna tell you uh, uh, something that Jim Cornette uh, says all day, and that's funny doesn't draw money. And uh, you know, you can, you can have this like thing going back and forth, but you know, I. I'm not interested in watching this. I mean, I'll drink a mimosa occasionally when I'm on vacation twice a year, but, uh, it doesn't wrestling and mimosas. Don't, don't work with me. You know, hit him with a hit, uh, hit orange Cassidy over the head with a bottle of Jack Daniels, let it spill everywhere. You know, that, that draws money to me. Uh, but this whole thing is getting a little ridiculous and, you know, Jericho, I, you know, I understand Jericho should slowly come down the card putting people over, uh, mm-hmm. because he's 50 years old, but, mm-hmm. uh, it's been too long. I'm like Orange Cassidy and Jericho just seems like it's going on forever. It's longer than this, this pandemic we're in.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I agree with you there, man. I agree with you there. Um, I think the next thing that I really, I want to get to is, uh, you know, we had another spot fest match with the elite and the dark order. Right. But we have a lot of wrestling to talk about tonight. And so I think I want to skip through here a bit and, uh, I want to get to A Thunder Rosa, right? Thunder Rosa's challenging for the women's championship. Awesome. But again, another NWA talent that's uh that's heading over. And I'm gonna give you two more subjects to talk about, or one other subject to talk about here in this in this segment. And I'm gonna start with Tyler. Um Sammy, the 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 spot where Matt chucked Sammy off the stage yeah. through that table, tables landed on Sammy's face. It was pretty brutal, right it so, was. Uh, oh i'm sorry that was that was last week, right? Oh no, that was this week, that was this week yeah. yeah yeah he threw he threw him off the he threw him off the stage, and tables landed on his face and it I thought the spot looked brilliant, but it
2: did it was a nice spot,
0: but I'm sitting there pausing the screen, I'm watching sammy's you know his his YouTube show looking for the pad. And I'm not seeing a pad there. That looked brutal. <laughs> so Tyler, those two subjects, man, give me, give me a couple seconds on that.
2: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I just think, man, Sammy's fearless. I mean, to, you know, have to do that spot. And I like seeing this more aggressive Matt Hardy. And I think this is could be, have the potential to be a great feud and, and we're seeing that. And I I'm looking forward to what kind of story we're going to be able to tell because, you know, Guevara is an up-and-coming rising star, and you've got Matt Hardy with the, his experience. It just makes sense. I like that we're not seeing all the characters of Matt Hardy; we're seeing kind of more of a real Matt Hardy, and that, that's all I'm going to add to that.
0: Okay, V, what you got, man?
1: I, I feel the same way. You know, um, when you're working with one of the Hardy Boys, you got to—you know—you're you, not going to be using pads. You know, those guys; those guys did a lot of crazy stuff. Albeit, it was mostly Jeff, but I think Sammy's young enough to not remember that. He might think it's, it's Matt uh but uh um you know you you have exactly what Tyler said you know I loved the broken matt hardy but then I did not like the like switching from matt version 2 back to the broken and so even though know, it did fit in character you know there was so much potential but I think it's so hard with no uh, audience mm-hmm. to that no one's screaming delete you know right. so uh yeah you know you you're, you're going to have Sammy uh, go over matt hardy and matt hardy do, you know should put him over big and strong uh and
0: go from there very cool. Very cool. And let's get to the end of the night, folks. The, uh, the absolute destruction of Cody Rhodes by Brody Lee. This is the first time that I was impressed by Brody Lee in the ring, um, and it was it was a hell of a shock to me. I I thought for sure that Cody was going to come in there; it'd be a back and forth match, and that Cody was going to come out with the win again. Really shocked me. V, let's go to you first, buddy.
1: Eight minutes, all offense. Go right over the guy. Brody Lee is looking strong again. I mean, he looks—he actually physically looks strong. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. this is two months too late. Um, you know, why do they wait so long to do anything like this? You know, you you, you look at Cody, and I loved—I actually really liked what he did, and I love how much of a surprise everyone online was saying, like, "Oh, great, Brody Lee's gonna you know do the job to uh, Dusty's kid again," and then uh, the opposite. So I love mm-hmm. it. It gives the Dark Order some teeth. You know, like it's fine, it's fine. The the dark order's fine as like a mid, lower mid card bodies that you need to come in and, and take losses, that's fine. But um, at the top, they did need something. You know, you look at the ministry. If you remember the, the ministry and the corporate ministry, uh, Midian, naked Midian was losing every week. You know what I mean? But it, Undertaker was pretty strong. So imagine if the Undertaker was the one losing every single week, you know, and, and and those guys at the top. That's what we had in the Dark Order. It was almost getting comical. So this is exactly what you needed. Uh, and, and Cody did exactly right. He did this little open challenge, which was, you know, every single one of my uh, 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 friends and in, uh, uh, indie wrestlers are begging a guy for a title shot on national television every week. It was annoying as hell, you know? Uh, so I'm glad that that's over as well. So hopefully it becomes like a regular title thing and I don't have to tell guys like, hey, you don't need to beg a major company. Like, you know, it is what it is. It worked for a war horse. So anyway, um, uh, yeah, that that was great. It's gonna be great. And uh, hopefully more things for Brody Lee. He actually looked big, you know?
0: Uh, he yeah, looks for strong. sure, For sure. Tyler, anything you want to add there? Yeah, I mean, I, I
2: think this is the Brody Lee we needed to see. I, I'm mm-hmm. with Phineas; waited a little bit too long, but at least we're seeing it now. I was surprised—I gotta admit myself—because I thought Cody would be more back and forth. But I like the aggression. The thing that I had a problem with was the ending. I thought, you know, that that was cool—the chaos—but they didn't really sell it. I've seen some great storylines sold a lot better with the stretcher and even R and get hit. That was the only thing, a little disappointing. But it doesn't take away from the match. I mean, that was awesome seeing Brady Lee. This is finally, I think, AEW listening to – not that you got to listen to the fans, but, you know, in a way they they were because they're like, well, you guys have complained, Brady Lee, we're proving the WWE right, he's not the top guy. And finally, you give him a title and he beats Cody. and Just like you guys are saying, that's putting him to the top.
1: yeah all all it took was for him to completely destroy uh uh uh, archer and jake roberts that's all it took is for him to completely destroy like you know and then finally they got it right after after you know look i know archer's not a young guy but i mean you you brought in jake roberts for the guy you think he would I know Yeah.
0: yeah they're doing some some goofy stuff there for sure well, gentlemen, before we before we take our break, and we've got a couple minutes before we got to get there, uh, let's talk Takeover Thirty. I don't want to talk too much Takeover Thirty today um, because a lot of the repercussions of Takeover Thirty bleed over into talking NXT at the end of the show from last night. And uh, so, uh, you know, a quick rundown of the show. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a quick rundown here. Uh, Brizango became the number one contenders for the tag team championships. Um, in their match with uh, Legato Del Fantasma and Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. Finn Balor beat Timothy Thatcher with the 1916. Uh, we had – That pissed me off, by the way. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> uh, we had the North American <laughs> ladder match, uh, the North American Championship ladder match, which um, I thought had lots of ups and, and a, a handful of very, you know, very much so glaring downs. Throughout the course of the match, um, but overall, I was I was impressed with the match, and I didn't fall asleep, Tyler. Even though Cameron Grimes no, was in the match, I, I didn't fall asleep. Um, that's what's
2: surprising. I, I know.
0: You know I, that 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 really um, it takes a lot for me not to fall asleep during a Cameron Grimes match. V. Every time he's on the television, I You know. Yeah, um,
2: that's Ed's favorite.
0: But uh, I thought I thought that Bronson Reed came out of it, even though he didn't come out of it the winner. I think Bronson Reed still came out of it looking every bit as strong as he needed to. So I'm still happy with the match, you know, Uh, but ultimately Damian priest came out with the, the win there. And then we, uh, we moved forward from there. We had Adam Cole and Pat McAfee, which I thought was better than I thought it, it, you know, a normal celebrity Mm -hmm. match is. Um, I thought that that match went over well and that, and that, it did what it needed to do to, to hopefully close that out. Uh, Io Rai retained her championship. And then, uh, and then if I'm not mistaken, we got to the NXT championship match, which I very much so enjoyed um, and thought that, you know, Jesus, Killer Cross separated his shoulder, you know, halfway into this match and it was still as good as it was. Holy hell, imagine if he had been healthy for the entire match. You know, uh, crazy, crazy match. Killer Cross comes out with the win. So what I want from you guys for this, because we've only got about a a minute left for each of you to talk about this show in particular right now before we go to our break. Um, I want you guys to give me some, you know, a couple of your ups, a couple of your downs about this show. And just tell me, uh, you know, what, what you really enjoyed about it and what you didn't enjoy about it. Tyler, I'm coming to you first, man.
2: I'm going to go with the Finn Balor, Timothy Thatcher. I got to say, as much as I like the Prince, Balor, I'm a big Thatcher fan. I love the way the guy does holds. He's a throwback, but kind of in the modern day form, he's just smash mouth. I love that he riddle knock his teeth out and he wears it like a badge of honor. That That's awesome. And he just, mm-hmm. him and Balor, just the chemistry they had and it, it was awesome. And then, i g I'll go with the uh, ladders match, Bronson Reed, I agree. He impressed me. You know, LeRae, that got on my nerves, but I did love the spot where she was on his back and he just took her and splashed her on Gargana. So at least they made up for that. And that's really just some quick highlights on NXT Table. Uh, I will have
1: to say I would have to say Pat McAfee did an amazing job. So uh, um I, I actually uh I'm friends with uh, uh the great Rip Rogers on Facebook, who is a, a yeah. psychopath. He is a psychopath. He had been training um, uh, Pat McAfee, and he was showing some pictures of stuff he was doing in training. And I was, I was like, "What is going on? Like, this guy is far ahead of where he should be." Mm -hmm. So I was expecting all that stuff. I was expecting the, uh, you know, you know, the the jump to the top rope uh, and everything that he did. I hope that he wrestles again. I hope he wrestles more. Uh, in terms of the main event, yeah, main event was fine. I think, like, Killer Cross is great. I mean, imagine if he messed his shoulder up, if he did mess his shoulder up. But Timothy Thatcher, you know, if you, if you have to do it, don't book him out the gate with Finn Balor. Do something else. You know, I know he's got some wins on television, but uh, he's a Philly guy. He's an evolved guy, and uh, he – I guess they don't see a ton of upside. You don't have to. You know, one of the things about Thatcher's character is he can take some losses because he's Mr., you know, technical wrestling and stuff. Uh, but uh, don't book him against Finn Balor right away. Let let Balor beat him down the road. That's the only thing I would say. Uh, but overall, the show was fine. It wasn't great, but it was fine.
0: Excellent. Excellent. All right, guys, we have to take a quick break. We will be back with you here on the Jolt and Joe Wrestling Radio Show, and when we come back, we'll be talking SummerSlam. Ladies and gentlemen, remember to go check out American Championship Pro Wrestling over at www.acpwrestling.com. You can get all of their latest matches and awesome footage over on their YouTube channel, but you can find everything ACPW on their website as listed above. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Jolton Joe Wrestling Radio Show. I am Ted, and I am hosting for you here tonight. Venetius is looking as swole as he possibly can right now. He's making sure the angles are just right. If exactly. you've never seen My you know, MySpace the movie on YouTube, go watch it because he's working the angles right now. I'm working
1: the angle.
0: <laughs> All right. I'm and if you don't know what MySpace is, you're not old enough to be watching that, this show right that, now. So that, turn it true. off. Go find your, do mom your and preschool dad and do homework, your, do your chores <laughs> <laughs> Learn a long division, dude, go mow the lawn. All right, here we go. So we're going to jump back into it here, guys. Uh, you know, the last show that we all did together before tonight was that SummerSlam prediction show. And uh, man, I, I bombed again. What is, I don't know what's happening recently, but I've been bombing on my predictions and, um, you know, so so I did not have a great run on the predictions, but you guys did did pretty okay. Uh, you know, so we had, uh, and I'm going to do the same kind of style of thing, um, since we already spent so much time talking about SummerSlam on the last show, um, I'm going to do the same style of... of kind of talk back that we did for nxt before we went into the break here um so we had the united states championship match which got put on the kickoff show which drove me insane that that they did all this great buildup for it on raw the last several weeks and then it got put on the kickoff show like screw you anyway um apollo cruz retained the championship against mvp um we had the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey retained the title against Asuka. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits, retained against Andrade and Angel Garza. Mandy Rose defeated Sonia Deville in a notice qualification loser leaves WWE match. Which changed after we made our predictions, right? That changed on Friday night, right before the pay per view. For, for good, for good reason, too. For very good reason, like, yeah. yeah. Watching we, that match yeah. was kind of weird, but go ahead, continue your run. Yeah, time. let's 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 dive into that yeah. in, a, in a second for sure. Uh, we had Seth Rollins and Dominic Mysterio in a street fight. Seth Rollins came out on top. Oscar then defeated Sasha Banks to become the new Raw Women's Champion. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeated Randy Orton with a backslide. And we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that just a little bit. And then we had uh, The Fiend defeated Braun Strowman in a Falls Count Anywhere match for the Universal Championship, followed by Roman Reigns returning in apparently a heel role, <laughs> which I'm excited about. And uh, and he came in and destroyed The Fiend and Braun Strowman. So this is... The, and this more important, most importantly, his new beautiful teeth. I got yes. A real story. yes. Those teeth. <laughs> yeah. Those teeth were gorgeous. Gorgeous. Were, and Randy yeah, Orton's yeah. tweet about it was phenomenal.
2: It, it was great. <laughs> it was. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right, easy. guys. Let's
0: let's let's get into it. Give me give me some some things that immediately jump out to you on the show, uh, Tyler. I went to you first last time, so let's go with V first this yeah, time. Venicia, give me give me some of the things that really stood out to you about this pay per M- Matches are
1: allowed to end in a backslide. I like that. Uh, he knew that the punt was coming and he knew what to counter the punt. So he beat him with a backslide. Everyone was so upset, you know, will the feud continue? Absolutely. The feud will continue. Look, I think Shawn Michaels is going to get involved. Shawn Michaels said, if it's going to end in a, uh, 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 Whatever the glass in a when he said or it's gonna end in a switch in music, I thought he was like, If I'm gonna get a payday for this, you know. So this thing might end with Orton and Michaels, you know. It's another legend for him to kick in the head in the ring or whatever. Uh but uh this thing is not over. But that being said, the match was was fine, you know. It was long, uh it was not bad, it was paced well. The Thunderdome has brought wrestling back into my mind. Like I just could not watch without a crowd. I was so distracted because I literally see like uh, a bunch of Florida independent wrestlers banging on the glass, like trying to get their face shown, like fake cheering, fake booing. So it's finally like human beings, you know, they all Mm -hmm. look like a bunch of nerds, but that's fine. Who cares? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's, it's cool, you know? Uh, so that was good. And then, uh, um, just overall, uh, Roman coming back, is he a heel? Is he, is he retribution? Is he not, you know, um, I took a trip to see the uh, Samoans um uh, I I went to go see Afa a week ago um and uh you know I, I have a feeling it he, he might be something in, in terms of the Samoans it might be something going on with retribution uh, but that was just my idea you know my my you know wink wink um that being said uh what else uh, Sony Deville and and, and Mandy was a very weird match to watch because you could see Sonia Deville like, uh, you know, she had a lot of makeup on because I think she is, she's probably just been crying or like living in fear all night. So it makes mm-hmm. her look like such a warrior that she, uh, went out there. She did a, a good match. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it wasn't Flair steamboat, yeah. but it was fine for what it was. Uh, I love the new look for Mandy. She's, she's looking great. She's looking like, uh, I'm gonna say it. It's it's a PG show. She's looking great, and then uh, uh the Dominic Mysterio and and Seth Rollins. What a great weekend for non wrestlers uh, with uh, uh, Pat McAfee and then Dominic Mysterio. He did exactly what he needed to do. His gear is ridiculous. His gear is terrible. That like it's like it's That's literally cool. it's literally when a guy's been wrestling for like a month and he's like, this is gonna look so cool. I'm gonna have a hood. No, stop. His gear looks bad. He does have to work on his. Uh, you just get in the gym, but but the story that they told, like when like so WWE does these crazy like stories all the time that are like over overdone, you know. And I thought that's where we were headed because his mom is there and Ray is there and there's all this crap, but no, it was just the right amount of stuff. And then mm-hmm. uh, you know he does his father's move, the frog splash, at the end, you know, for his father Eddie Guerrero, and. Uh, <laughs>
0: Man, you're throwing back these these early 2000 angles, brother. <laughs> yes.
1: So it's it's it was fine, you know. Obviously, also you you build you're really building up Ray and um, Seth. You know, he gives the uh, curb stomp to his own son in front of him. I would have liked to see him like make out with his wife or something like that. That would have been a little too far, but but I would like to see that. You know, but Dominic was good job. I think overall SummerSlam is good. Yeah, uh, MVP losing on the pre show. It is what it is. You know but he's gonna be he's gonna be a, a major part of that company for the next three four years so mm-hmm. I expect him probably to lose on a few more pre-shows while he's putting guys over uh, but good show not great show whenever they kept saying like it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it's gonna happen I thought like I don't know I thought the place would explode or something cool would happen I, I don't know uh, I thought retribution would show themselves and then to me it was Roman reigns again and it was like just okay.
0: Yeah, I hear that. Tyler, oh, how about oh, you, man? Oh,
1: one last thing. Braun Strowman, you should have heard me screaming at the screen. So he's he's got box cutter, and he's cutting the pad, and I knew it. I knew it. He didn't cut enough of the pad. He needs to cut a lot bigger of a section. And you could see when uh, uh, the fiend kept loading him up, he's like, wait, where is he going to land? He, it was a, was That was just bad. Yeah. So uh, uh, Braun kind of buried himself there at the end, buddy. You know, I don't know. Maybe he didn't have time to practice it. But anybody know, you need to take a larger section out of the ring, you know, maybe he was tired or something, but you know, I mean the, the pads that they use are those foam pads. uh, uh, And that canvas is, you know, he should have ripped it off. That was it. Good, good SummerSlam
0: though. Excellent. Tyler. Yeah. I'm going to talk about
2: the, the theme and Braun Strowman. I think Bray Wyatt's time to wrestle. Not great for this character. He's a, he's a good wrestler, but I think for this presentation, it's just not going to have all of what we've seen from the Bray Wyatt Ear of the Worlds, of course, because it's a different character. It can, uh, It's hiding things that, you know, he's not going to be able to do. That, that's what I took away and, and really have paid attention, because I've heard a lot of people say this, not that they're right, but, you know, I just was not getting into the, the Brian Strowman theme match, so I was actually happy with Roman Reigns coming in and sparing them both, I mean, because I'm like, you know, I, I love the theme, he's a great character, but I'm just ready for this to be over, so somebody just take them both out. Just do it. And, and and that's what I got. And I want to see Roman Reigns be a heel. I want to see him just punish people. Don't care. I've, I, I, I've had enough I, I, of I the baby think, face.
1: I think yeah. that was the master Enjoy. plan. I think that was the master plan, Tyler. I think it, it was. was wear us down so much, just wear us down, right. with the storytelling mm-hmm. that we Please. would accept Roman Reigns back into our lives. That was yeah. the entire master plan, you know? Oh, it was we never saw it coming
2: yeah that was the whole title of it yeah you know and i think
1: that's what i was gonna say it's clear it's clear now with roman with roman back and so strong that we can finally have uh roman reigns wrestle goldberg that's what everybody wants i knew it
0: i knew it was coming i knew it was coming yeah he had to do the goldberg right oh my god you know what's what's funny (laughs) you know what's really funny is that is that right before you went on that tirade about Goldberg for the last week or so that that Goldberg actually commented on Roman Reigns in an interview and he like he called him out and called him a bitch it's for not happened. for not being there for for oh WrestleMania God. and all kinds of stuff because of covid and I'm sitting here just going dude you, you wouldn't put over the most over person in the company and that's the only reason that you had the belt you pulled the I'm not losing to this guy at the show in Saudi what the hell is happening right now don't stop being garbage stop being garbage I was a Bill Goldberg fan when I was a kid Goldberg is a Mm -hmm. big part of why I became a wrestling fan right because I loved following that 170 you know plus win streak in WCW as a kid it was great it was great storytelling it was well done you could you know now as an adult fan who likes to analyze the shit out of wrestling um you know, I watch a Bill Goldberg match from 97 and I go, wow, um, he really didn't get anything out of the, <laughs> out of training in the WCW, what was it? The, the factory, power right? Plant. The power plan. plant. Power power
1: plan. plant. Yeah. You
0: know, he, he yeah. did almost nothing down there, I guess. But, but you know, but it, as a kid, yeah. it was really captivating. And now, like, I'm yeah. just like, every time Bill Goldberg's name gets mentioned, I go, Ugh. You know, it's like, it's like that Ron White skit, things that make you go. Ooh.
1: <laughs> well, the thing, the, the thing is yeah, that like, yeah, so you, your, your perspective, your perspective, I agree, you know, you're, I understand, but on my perspective, I think, man, like the balls on the guy to tell the fly to Saudi Arabia and to be able to, it's almost like oh, I, yeah. I idolize that, be like, uh, <laughs> doesn't work. Doesn't work for you know, me, pal. It, I know that this guy, I know that this guy's is like hotter <laughs> than anyone else in the company, but my name is Bill Goldberg. So, I'm going to just beat him and take your belt, even though it's like my first match back in like God knows how long. It's like the ball's on that guy. You got to respect it a little bit. Like, you know, he, he's taking care of himself, you know. Oh, well, man. now I
2: understand why it was squash matches, too, Ted. Why? Because, you know, you see him like oh, for rocks, man. But I didn't realize he really could work for all right. matches. And right. Now you're learning
0: that the more you watch him. Yeah?
2: Right. Yeah. And that's respect. That's not a criticism.
0: That's what he was built to do. I mean, that's how they. I mean, that's all they get. That's all they let him do. Right. Because because he was, he was in the power plant and he was trying to learn shit. And they were like, well, listen, we we need you to go now. You know, it's. Well, Saturn, Uh, Perry Saturn,
1: Perry Saturn got a great match out of him. Uh, He really did. And, and, and he like, uh, I think like he, he went for the spear Saturn jumped off his back and Saturn just were bumped around him. And I think after that match, they were like, we'll got to put the belt on this guy because you know, because they thought they'd have a revolving door of guys like who probably like like uh uh say what you will you know Bret Hart had that angle where he put the chest plate on there mm-hmm. and he, yeah like that made that was a memorable moment so if you really would have put like if you would have put uh, uh, Goldberg in like the late eighties uh um NWA uh you probably would have had plenty of guys like he could have been working with Flair and then mm-hmm. he could have moved off to somebody else you know and and you would have but I think at the time yeah. you had guys like Nash Hogan. Guys who are not going to work with Bill Goldberg, not they're not going to be able to, you know. Like everyone, I remember at the time we're talking when Goldberg was champion. Ultimate Warrior came back and like, well, that's the dream match. But like, I guarantee you, people were in the back like, are we are we on crack? Like we're going to have we're going to have two guys who literally are like, you know. So it's it's just it, it was it was a bad time for Goldberg because there are there are those guys in in you know um, in the in the in the history of the business who you know, we're not great workers, but like uh, uh, they did what they had to do, you know, uh, and something to say about some, something to say about the fiend was um, the fiend is, ha- has a little bit of a problem and that like, he's that old, he, he wrestles a little old school. He's got like five or six moves. He spreads them out. He does them slowly. So sometimes I, and then Bray Wyatt, the fiend, whatever, you know, he, he does, he does sure. things the right way. I think he learned it from, from Mike Rotundo. He, he learned it from his dad. Uh, and I think sometimes he's a little out of place if, with guys like now with the Young Bucks and Omega and Seth Rollins and these guys who just like want to go, 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 go. He is not that kind of wrestler. Right. So, you know, I saw that's Roman and could have good matches with those guys, but he, like I, I can see a mile away where uh, Bray Wyatt, where Bray Wyatt's next move is. And that's not a bad thing. That's, no, I could see a still. mile away what yeah. uh, Mike Rotundo was going to do too. Like I could see exactly where he's going because he, he, he knows. So I think that's causes a little bit of a problem too. And that if you had Goldberg in the mix, it's not good. You know, Kevin no Owens way. is the opposite of Bray Wyatt, by the way, Kevin Owens I a way. work with Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson.
0: Right. Right. All right, guys, let's, uh, let's keep it rolling here. Yes. Let's move yeah. on to, uh, the post SummerSlam Monday night raw, which was the beginning of the official feud for WWE generic pay-per-view 750,362 payback, which happens this weekend less than two weeks after a, a major pay-per-view, the second per you know, biggest pay-per-view of the year. Um, so let's, let's continue with this style of, of laying things out for you guys and you guys giving me some pluses and minuses here. Um, Shayna Baszler beat Bailey. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. I want to backtrack for two seconds here. And I just want to put out there in defense of myself here in my predictions from SummerSlam. Okay. In my predictions for SummerSlam, both Tyler and Joe said that Bailey and Sasha were both going to retain their championships and that Asuka was not going to walk away with any wins. And I said that Sasha was going to lose or Sasha was going to retain and Bailey was going to lose her championship. And that was going to start the split. I'm right about the angle. I All was right. wrong about the match. Right. right. So I just want to put out there that really, that should count as a point towards me. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm, I'm well, just no, saying. You, you're sure,
2: but I'll put you over for that. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's move on to Monday night raw here. We have Shana Baszler uh, beat Bailey by disqualification. Um, if uh yeah.
1: what what is that
0: not nia Jax uh, they,
1: didn't is... like it. Yeah. yeah. save save those so so why do you have those matches on raw like save the match have it for yeah. have it have it twice a year on a pay-per-view why are you gonna have it on raw it's yep. just a stupid booking you don't look there's yeah, no other wrestling good. on monday night there's no other wrestling on monday night you don't have to do that you don't have to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. yep yep and okay. then we look, had we uh we had the fatal four way match for the 24 7 championship, right? Uh, yeah. um, Montez Ford defeated Angel Garza. The Riot Squad and Bianca Belair defeated the Iconics and Zelina Vega. Apollo Cruz defeated Bobby Lashley in an arm wrestling contest that was moderated by Mark Henry. Um, And then Bobby Lashley went to Raw Underground and beat the piss out of all of Vinicius' friends. Um, (laughs) And then Randy Orton versus Keith Lee, which ended in disqualification as well, because after Randy had punted uh, Drew twice backstage in the gorilla spot, he punted him twice back there, uh, somehow Drew got up and and walked his his ass back to the ring and then Michaels, got punted at third time. Shawn Michaels time. showed him how to no sell a punt. See, they like, oh, just so get up was? immediately.
1: Okay. This, that She's was like, the purpose
0: of that. You just, you oh, just oh, keep okay. getting up. So now, you, you know. now we're seeing that long term booking, with oh, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah, <we are. laughs> you
1: know, his, from, his, his mentor who taught him everything he knew apparently, <laughs> Shawn Michaels. Right, Orton's been Jesus. talking about NXT. do don't, don't do it. How's Ric Flair doing, Drew? He's doing good. He's doing good. <laughs> okay, that's a pretty, I didn't know you were close. You
0: know. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, Oscar defeated Sasha Banks to retain the women's yeah, championship in a lumberjack lumberjack match. <laughs> Jeez. And uh, and then to round out the night, Rey and Dominic crazy. defeated uh, Seth and Murphy by disqualification because Retribution came in, and all Venetius's friends then got payback yeah. on the WWE for beating the <laughs> piss out of the mysterious. So so let's.
2: Big- oh, no. So there you go.
0: So so hmm. the first thing I want to ask here is Venetius, how many of your friends did? Bobby Lashley beat the piss out of on Raw, <laughs> well,
1: okay, and how many so, of your
0: friends? How many of your friends were in Retribution at the end of the night? So
1: the dirt. So so the dirt sheets <laughs> Not me, uh, you know. But well, the dirt cheats. Sheets named a couple of uh, 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 CCW wrestlers as being inside the uh, uh, Retribution suits. Uh, you know, Marina being one of them. Um, so uh, uh, I don't know though. I don't know if it's true or not. But the dirt sheets said that that, that might be the case. Uh, as well as a couple guys like uh, uh, vertigo from WXw, uh, a couple other guys I don't know that's what the dirt sheets keep saying. Uh, now are they are they just a placeholder? I'll be hundred percent honest with you i I don't even know that. Uh, you know do I think that it's like uh, will it make more sense if it's Don, Donovic, Do and a couple NXT guys and some stuff like that? It'll make a lot more sense. but that being said, you know um, they're using uh, indie talent. You know they're using guys from the Samoans, so who knows? You know it might be Roman Reigns and a bunch of and a bunch of and about three Samoans and uh, uh, you know some of their uh, uh, wrestlers up there. But uh, I don't know. You know we're gonna see. I like the angle, but I wish it would have been. I wish it would have been paid off already, so that I can have some wrestlers
0: back for the tapings. (laughs) So what you're saying is CCW Women's Champion Marina to WWE confirmed. Yeah, that's, good that, for, that's what the you dirt said. Yeah. <laughs> by the dirt sheets, not by me or anything.
1: Mm. I mean, if it, if if that d- if that does happen, it's good and bad because uh, October twenty fourth, she's wrestling Camille Brickhouse.
2: That's what I was uh, thinking. So
1: you might have you might have a a, a, a NXT versus uh, NWA matchup at CCW in Nashville. Uh, so buy the tickets. CC Wrestling. So, hey, pro. that's cool. Hey. Right now. that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's right. But you know what? She's she's so small. Like, she's such a small girl. Like so. Uh, you know, I think that one was the obvious one, but
0: you know. Gotcha, gotcha. There's All a picture right, so-
1: circulating uh, that Roman Reigns was in one of the masks, one of the one of the suits, but it doesn't look like him. Just the teeth. Just the I, thought teeth. It was I, thought, I thought
2: it was Nash. I thought it was Nash. You thought
1: it was Nash. He, he texted <laughs> you know, you know, Retribution.
0: Retribution yeah, you know, texted the
1: themselves.
0: Jesus.
1: <laughs> <to> interfere <laughs> in the, the Reigns the-
0: Seth match. Yeah.
1: I texted your old lady while I was drinking some cabernets. That's what we need, Nash, to go over Goldberg in in WWE.
0: Dude, Nash Nash couldn't even get over his best friend in WWE. Like, come on. <laughs> they had those Hell in a Cell matches, and Nash is like, "So I get to go over this time, right?" And Hunter's is like, "No." <laughs> You bought all your champion all your world championships in WCW. You yeah. don't get any more here. You don't need, Screw him. You. You don't need him. He's like yeah, I dyed don't. my hair oh, I
1: no. dyed my hair for nothing. I'm gonna go drink a cabernet. That's Nash. <laughs> I'm gonna go eat a skirt steak and drink some cabernet like a weirdo.
0: Yo, I want you to book. I want you to, uh, legit. I want you to book Kevin Nash for CCW just to come down and be a commentator for one night. And I, that I want, and no, I, and no, I want no. you to book me to be his co-commentator. Yeah, <laughs> consider, it, yeah consider it done. Right, being serious.
2: Yeah, get sure. Tyler.
0: Get Tyler to be the ring announcer. I'll fly me in. I'll fly in. The, I'll fly in like the the luggage compartment of the plane. You don't even need to buy me an actual seat. But by, <laughs> by, se- by the by the second
1: match, uh, he had convinced us to make him the booker will be going. Oh, he'll, be going true, over, yeah. he'll be true. going over agony in the main event, like out of nowhere. It'll be crazy.
2: <laughs> You'll get another version of the NWO. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We're gonna get the Brazilian easy. NWO this time. In the Brazilian you know? NWO. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's. We've we've gone <laughs> completely true. off the now, rails that, that here. That sounds good. I get with
2: lots of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, what are we geez. talking
0: about again? Monday Night Raw. We were we were supposed to be talking about Monday Night Raw. <laughs> so Tyler, t- tell me tell me some some of your thoughts about Monday Night Raw while I um, bash my head into a wall. Okay.
2: Well, I gotta tell you what Bianca Belair. I like seeing her, man. She makes Tennessee proud, man. Another University of Tennessee alum. She's awesome. I mean, she's just a powerhouse. She's athletic. Her and Vega, and Vega's great. I mean, she's been training with Alistair Black. I mean, she she's elusive. I, I would love to see another singles match, but I like the pairing with, with Ruby Wright, Liv Morgan against the Iconics in Vega. But to be honest, as good as that was, I'm going back to my point, I just want to see Vega versus Belair. I mean, I think they, they can make it work. I, I like that part about it. I will tell you that going back to the Baszler, Nia Jax still. What's going on? I I guess they're trying to hide the fact that maybe Nye don't have all the technical things. That's something I'm scratching my head about because she's coming in there attacking her. Then Sasha and Bailey laugh at them and, oh, we're teaming up. And then it's announced payback. It's Basler, Nye, Jax versus Sasha and Bailey. It's just the booking, like you said, Venetia and Ted, it's just scratching my head on this stuff. What's going on? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. something I noticed about it.
1: Yeah, I I, I, I'm in uh, a complete agreement. I like to see Montez Ford, Russell, Um, Bianca Belair. I think is I don't I don't get it. You know, they gave her that Royal Rumble or no, the Survivor Series push. No, both. They gave her a huge showing. Yeah, huge showing in the Survivor Series. I was there in Chicago. Me and uh, uh, Jake St. Patrick sitting there in the twelfth row, and then I remember Royal Rumble. I was I was also there. I think. Uh, they gave her they gave her huge uh, um, mojo you know mm-hmm. so I'm like they're gonna bring this girl and they're gonna have her beat everybody and uh, it's just stop and start you know I guess you can blame it on the pandemic or whatever but you know you you should right away put her in the mix with girls like Charlotte or or whatever and if you're not then you should keep her in NXT and have her wrestle Candice LeRae and Io Shirai and those people because at least it'll be more entertaining that's yeah. a
0: great point yeah um
1: oh and uh, and don't just lump her in with her boyfriend w- what is that i mean look i know that they're but just don't just they're not you know yeah that's it that was my final point
0: yeah so arm wrestling competitions and professional wrestling
1: yeah
0: um i've always hated it me personally i think the worst one i've ever seen was steiner triple h and I know Steiner's like your, your idol over there, yeah. V. But, That's the but, best one I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, I hated that one. Oh, my God. I hated that one. But this one on Monday night really drove me bonkers, right? Because Bobby is somehow back in the basement. What the hell happened to this guy? He was on a rocket. He was He was over. He had monster heat. He, he and MVP were doing great things and then he's doing arm wrestling bits in the ring on raw and then he's going to raw underground and for you know and I, I mean absolutely no offense to your friends that have you know been going in there and having fun in raw underground over there with that Chikara ripoff thing but you know <laughs> but at the end of the day it's like you know he's going down there beating a bunch of freaking indie jobbers in raw underground and he's in the basement again this is a guy that you just had wrestle for your world championship in fact, if you look at it real hard, the last two people before Randy Orton to challenge for that WWE championship are being featured on Raw Underground and not on the main show. Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Lashley. I'm pissed off about it, man. I think it's wasted really opportunity. I'm yeah. Well, With okay. Now go
2: ahead. Dave. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead.
0: so ahead. so Obviously,
1: Lashley should have just destroyed uh, Apollo Crews. You know, it would have been kind of cool, actually. Uh, Actually, the worst, the worst, the worst uh, tag team or arm wrestling match, I think it was, like, Max Muscle and a Diamond Stud versus somebody. You got to go back and watch it. It was terrible because it was, like, these two guys who were, like, lower mid-card, and it was, like, 25 minutes. But they turned out to be great guys. Scott Hall, Dallas Page. It was crazy. But, like, back then it was really – and Max Muscle's, you know, trash. Uh, uh, I'm not, I shouldn't say that because I'll I'll probably meet him soon. You know, like it always happens to me. I'm sure he's a great guy, but he wasn't good (laughs) back then or he's dead. Um, (laughs) but anyway, yeah. (laughs) I hate you
0: so much. I hate you so much. You
1: have to, you have to be ready when you know that a guy's going to lose to McIntyre. You have to be ready with a secondary feud or you need guys coming up and down. And I think that they're they're right. they're not thinking like that because they're not long term. Maybe I I don't know. But you you right. need to have better stuff for Lashley. You need to have better stuff for Dolph Ziggler. You you have to have something right. for those guys.
2: Shouldn't it Lashley have been the one though to stomp his foot or do something hellish? did then that seem like that's not a babyface thing. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. What do you think yeah, about that?
0: I, I mean, really? listen. I, I think that they've got the looks are mixed and everything. I mean, Apollo yeah, Cruz looks are. like. You know, the baby faces were called baby faces because they were baby faced. You
1: that's know, well, that's and, and, and yeah. heels,
0: heels were the only people that were allowed to have facial hair. And now, like, we're kind of in a, a space in wrestling where that's not necessarily true anymore.
1: I think but, Lashley has. I think
0: Lashley has a disease, though. Right? He can't grow hair in his eyebrows and stuff, right? Right. So
2: he can never be a
0: heel. I didn't know that. Yeah. I well, know. yeah. I, he. he, he has well, no, heels. Heels. Heels could always. You know, heels could have a baby face, yeah. right? But they could have facial hair. The way I understood right. it, but baby faces could never have, have facial hair. I guess, yeah, yeah.
1: That, but I, yeah, I think George I, Hackenschmidt versus I yeah. Koch, but, but. I'm sorry, I got what you're
2: saying. All
0: right, I got
2: so what you're saying. so I was, we're going to be too much comedian there with the <laughs>
0: Too <laughs> much. Let, uh, let me let me say this to you guys. I um. You know, after a couple of weeks of being really impressed on Monday Night Raw, I was not impressed this week. Um, I liked that Keith Lee came out and immediately got involved with a major-level star like Randy Orton. Um, Mm -hmm. But I did not really care for the fact that he didn't get a decisive win or loss in his first match on the quote-unquote main roster. Um, Even if he's going to take the L, I'm okay with him taking the L on his first night on the main roster. I have zero issue with that. you got to pay your dues and work your way through. I'm fine. That doesn't matter to me. But to to not have anything decisive and then to be thrown into a pay-per-view match with Randy Orton, after you just, after you just had a hellacious match with Killer Cross and they're not even acknowledging it. Right. Um, he was just in a war on Saturday night and they don't mention it on Monday when he's on raw, you know? Um, so I, I just, I, I feel like there's continent continuity issues um, and there's, there's, it's going to be problematic. Um, I'm sure that when I Guys, watched it
1: was a it was the go home show of Raw. <laughs> I know, yeah. Like, what the hell is going on? Uh, that was the go home show for Payback. What so, is going on? I'm so excited to watch Payback. What?
0: What? I know. Uh, v. V. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever been booked on a show that was simultaneously the payoff show and the go home show?
1: Uh, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Because, like, what the that, – that, oh, Jesus. I have no idea, man. It, it, that's such a strange – that was – like, I thought – you know what my thoughts were? They were just going to go crazy. They're going to set up a bunch of crazy angles for a Payback, and we're going to be excited to watch Payback. Like, oh, no, like, Roman Reigns is going to wrestle Goldberg at Payback, you know? <laughs> Something great <laughs> like that. But, no, they dropped the ball. Gotta bring that. They, completely, oh. they completely
0: dropped oh. it. <laughs>
2: You you oh, were back Jesus. at WrestleMania 3 too, weren't you? You were in the 12th row. <laughs> Jesus. <that>. All right. <laughs> well,
0: I I'll tell you what, guys, we're coming up on uh we're coming up on a much needed break, I think, to get us back on the back on the rails here. So folks, we're gonna come right back and we're gonna wrap up the Jolton Joe show for you tonight, uh, talking about a little bit of uh, Impact's Emergence Night Two and talking uh Wednesday night's NXT episode and uh then we are going to wrap it up for the night, but stick with us for just a, just a few seconds while we go to commercial break, and then we will be back with you. Ladies and gentlemen, remember to go check out and support coastal championship wrestling, where Tyler's been doing his ring announcing, and you can check them out at coastal championship wrestling, FL.com. That's www.coastalchampionshipwrestlingFL.com. Go check them out. And now we're back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Jolt and Joe show for our last segment for the evening. We are here talking with Venetius from CCW and our very own mouth of the South, the Tennessee talker, Tyler Peters. And uh, we are going to get into Emergence Night 2. Look at Venetius, man. He's getting bigger. I know. He's-, <laughs> he's getting bigger. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Emer- Emer- thank emergence. Emergence night two from impact wrestling. And the very first thing that I have to say, and, and some people are going to get pissed off at me and uh, whatever. The Twitter comment section is always there for you. Um, you know, I, I want to start a new hashtag. I want to hashtag cancel Katie Forbes. Um, listen, if I have to watch Katie Forbes twerk, on tv TV, one more goddamn time i might i might actually stop watching impact wrestling i I really will because listen i i have nothing against katie forbes as a person i'm sure she's a very nice person um i I, i've never heard anything to the contrary of that um you know you know rvd still does some really fun stuff in the ring he can still go for the most part i mean he's not 1920 anymore but he's You know, he's still able to go out there and and put on a decent show. And he had a a fun match with Eddie Edwards on the show. Um, But literally every time he comes out to the ring and she does that stupid, comes out first and bends over and twerks BS. I'm like, Jesus, like, mm, if I wanted to watch porn, I would just go watch porn. (laughs) (laughs) Like like I would, you know. Uh, That's why the Attitude Era wouldn't work today, man. (laughs) uh, Listen, I hear you. I hear you. (laughs) <laughs> sable was was my saving grace in, i agree in 97 that was that was my point yeah my hey i'm injury. with you here oh god all right here here we go We're having guys an attitude era now. <laughs> here we go guys so we had we had a pretty fun night on emergence night two here for impact wrestling uh eddie edwards defended the championship against rob van dam with hashtag canc- cancel katie forbes um And he retained the championship much like we thought he would. And then Eric Young came down and attacked the crap out of him, challenged him for next week. And so I guess Eddie Edwards is doing the same thing that Cody's been doing, where he's defending the championship every week on Impact Television, which I love. I think that that's important, especially for a smaller company like Impact. Um, Then we get the the WrestleHouse skit. We get a blindfold match with Crazy Steve and Johnny Swinger. I've spoken my bits on the wrestle house stuff in past weeks. I'm just, um, I get it. I can I get that. They're trying to appeal to a different set of audience. I'm just not in that audience that they're trying to appeal to. And um, I understand it. And just like I, I, I tell people that they can't bash WWE for trying to hit multiple audiences. I can't bash impact for trying to hit multiple audiences, but man, did these segments drive me crazy. Um, Especially because they take up so much time on a not very long show. you know, they take up a lot of time on a not very long show. Um, so we we had all that. Then we had uh, we had some locker room talk with the Rascals and Madison Rain and Ace Austin and and Fulton. Okay, it was okay. Nothing really, um, on my end that I want to say there, uh, EC3 with the, uh, with everything from, with moose, I'm digging the the build there and geez Louise, there's just a lot of Twitter posts here. Folks, you know, when I'm running the show, I'm reading things off my screen here. For those of you that are wondering why I'm looking off screen, um, you know, I'm reading all these results and, and man, WrestleZone, you guys need to stop with all the Twitter posts. Um, all right, then we got – so this was a match I was really – A, I was invested in it, and B, I thought was really fun, and that was Brian Myers, Willie Mac. I thought they had a great go. I thought Brian Myers going over was the smart move because Mac is so well-established in the company. Um, so it was okay. We had another WrestleHouse thing. We got Larry D versus Johnny Bravo. Um, we got a stiff right-hand finish for Larry D. And then, uh, you know – Again, Wrestle House, not gonna go there. Then we had a 30-minute Iron Man knockouts championship match, right? It's a rematch. It's Deanna Perazzo versus Jordan Grace. And man, do I think that both of these women came out of this thing looking strong. They came out looking fantastic out of this match. And I didn't think that it could get a whole lot better for the two of them in this atmosphere after the slammiversary match. Right. But here they are on the, on this weekly TV pay-per-view. Cause that's what all the wrestling companies are doing. You know, they're doing that weekly, you know, almost like a pay-per-view thing every couple months, man, this was great. This was a fantastic match. Um, well done. And that was the end of the show. So I think it was another, another solid week for impact wrestling. And um, having
1: the women, having the women main event with a 30 minute um, Ironman match and it actually coming through is huge. Uh, Like you said, Jordan Grace has transformed not just her body, but like uh, her style of work as well from, you know, from a little, you know, Texas indie, you
0: know, girl to what she is now. Huge. Yep. Yep. Fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. Um, You know, I just, uh, so I guess instead of talking about the show necessarily for impact, because I think the show kind of speaks for itself. um, Let's talk a little bit about impact in and of itself right now. Um, because it's rare that, that we have someone as knowledgeable about the people and about that kind of an atmosphere, um, as, as when we have you on here, Venetia. So let's talk a little bit about impact in and of itself. And Tyler and I have kind of been following along and we oftentimes catch like the, the highlight shows on YouTube because we don't, neither of us have access TV. And, um, and so I try and watch on Twitch when I can, but it comes on right when I'm putting my kids to bed and it's real tough. Um, so T- tell me a little bit, man, tell tell me what your thoughts are here on, on where impact wrestling is right now, um, what they're doing, right. What they're doing wrong. And, uh, and maybe tell us a little bit about, um, you know, where you see them going in the next, in the next six months.
1: So I think they're at a really, they're at a really important part mm-hmm. of their journey. You know, they kind of mm-hmm. got a little bit of a restart, bringing back Eric Young, uh, mm-hmm. bringing in EC3 and just in general, I think, um, they so are in a spot that you have WWE, you have NXT, you have AEW, you even have New Japan. You have these people that are kind of like vying for this like top tier spot. Mm-hmm. And you have that impact that at, at times used to be trying to be WWE light, if you remember yeah. um you know Sting Kevin Nash Booker T Scott Steiner uh you know throw in AJ Styles Samoa Joe it's funny now WWE has become impact uh, version 2 you know look at all their yeah. impact guys there look at uh, uh Killer Cross is your NXT champion um man that's kind of crazy but you you have these guys who came back and and for the most part they're not um doing the same mistakes of the past they're not bringing in Zack Ryder and saying put the title on Zack Ryder because what happens is you know a guy like Zack Ryder makes you look second-rate because he was second-rate in the WWE you bring him impact what Mm -hmm. I like about impact is they're able to try new things like uh, I hate um the um Russell house I hate it I really hate it Mm -hmm. uh but uh I don't hate that they're doing it like you said they're trying new things I love what they're doing with EC3 I think they're kind of just letting EC3 call his shot because uh, uh, I don't think he even thinks he's going to be there too long. It's a short thing, you know, so I think you're going to have him kind of come in and maybe he'll destroy the TNA championship. It'll go full circle. And then he'll, he might, he might leave, you know, uh, but you know, you have so many great guys like great workers who've been working for a long time, like, uh, uh, like an, even like an Ace Romero, like, um, um, man, like a bunch of, like a bunch of these guys, Sammy Callahan has been in a million different places. They focus on the women's, part of the roster like they do the right things for what they do have so i i think that they can find a spot now um you know underneath those other companies and they'll be okay with it Mm -hmm. and then in doing so they can you know it's clear they're they're based in nashville uh uh you know scott demore and um the guys who are running the show uh in nashville they're doing the right things you know so you know and here's the best part of it you know you have guys like i'm not going to talk smack about other organizations. But if you're in impact wrestling, you can work anywhere. Like Mm -hmm. we can call, we we can look down that entire roster and we can book anyone from impact wrestling. They can work all over the country. They can do whatever they want Mm -hmm. uh, for the most part, you know, Uh, where other small organizations that are smaller than impact, you know, they try to lock guys up and try to uh, keep them from wrestling for, you know, other independent promotions. So I think you're going to see guys being able to come in and out of impact and and it is what it is. You know, uh, COVID hurt every, everybody. Uh, but they've done, I think, one of the best. They did much better than Ring of Honor during the pandemic, during all of this, to increase themselves as opposed to other companies
0: lowering themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For Agreed. Sure. Agreed. Well, I, I don't think that there's a whole lot more that we can say about Impact. And we are running out of time for the night. So uh, I do want to move on here. I want to talk about NXT last night. And uh and the very first thing that happened on NXT television last night, Killer Cross comes out, he says, you know, I can't, I can't defend my championship. I gotta lay it down. Um, puts the title on the ground. First of all, really cool effects for this segment last night, right? The fire in the background and the smoke with the spotlight and the and the hourglass. I thought it looked fantastic. Um, which is part of what WWE does better than anybody, right? They can make anything look really cool and interesting from a visual standpoint. Um, You know, right off the bat, they're taking the championship off of him. Now, I I haven't had a separated shoulder in my time. But if I I read things correctly, a a separated shoulder is really a six- to eight-week injury. It doesn't Um,
1: make any sense. He doesn't have to drop the belt. Exactly. Doing here.
0: Exactly. I I mean, they 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 just spent all this time doing a a tournament for the North American Championship and and the tag team championships and the cruiser. Just do a tournament for a number one contender thing and have Cross come out and. You know, big boot the crap out of people, or you know, have give him a little a little posse of people that are like, "Ooh, you're the champion. Let me be. You know, let me ride your coattails." Shane Douglas
1: was in a sling for eight months as the ECW World Champion doing color commentary. You yep. couldn't you couldn't keep a guy. All, you could, I mean, you put him on TV for six weeks, but he doesn't have to hurt anybody. This yep. is a situation where they they're in a, a battle against AW, so they're like, you know what? Let's use it as an opportunity to hotshot something. Let's put it on uh, 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 Ciampa and then we'll have Cross beat him in uh, two months. Or let's put it on whomever and, 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 and play some games because uh, uh, it's clear that they didn't have to do it. But, you know, when you're, when you're at a, a prime time against someone, maybe. I, but that made no sense to me when they were, he
0: relinquished the title. Yeah, agreed. Tyler, what do you think?
1: No, I, I agree, and you
2: know what? If it wasn't for that injury and him dropping the title, I would have thought maybe Ciampa would have came out right then, and maybe. But I'm, I'm not sure they were going to go there. But remember, Cross had took him out at the back at your house, so I
0: thought maybe that could be a right so, storyline. But you know. so so let's let's keep this thing going here. We had a a Brizango become the Surprise. new NXT Tag Team Champions over imperium last night and frankly i'm not even all that upset i'm not upset at all because i think Rizango is a great tag team oh they are and 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 realistically if wwe were smart um you know they would realize that they don't have enough tag teams on the main roster both these guys are finally healthy they would probably bring them back up soon but Mm -hmm. um you know, I thought this was a fun match and that it went well. And then we got to to something that I really want you guys to to give me your thoughts on when I get there. Uh, Champa and Jake Atlas. The you know Tyler, you were just you were just mentioning it, but man, this was a this was a brutal segment, and we we got a nice heel turn out of Champa with it. Um, Shazi Blackheart, Mia Yim, Regal announces the the main event for next week, which is a Fatal Four Way. 60-minute Iron Man match between Finn Balor, Adam Cole, Tomasco Ciampa, and Johnny Gargano. That's gonna be brutal. It's either gonna be a fantastic 60 minutes of wrestling television or it's gonna be awful. It's gonna yeah. be one or the other. It's there's it's, not it's, gonna it's, be a middle ground.
1: I mean, it's gonna be great, but it's 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 just hot shotting at its best, you know? Yeah. Like it's just just hot shot the territory, man, you know. Yep. Like, yeah, like uh, uh, you you can't maintain this like crazy pace for that long. But I guess you take it as an opportunity. I mean, I'm excited for it. I'll actually watch. Um, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Are you gonna watch the whole sixty minutes? I will watch sixty-two minutes of it. <laughs> I'll watch everything. I watch every. I'll watch it.
0: I'll right. watch
1: it live, which is rare. You know, normally I'm a, a DVR fast-forward guy. Yeah, but you have four great guys who are gonna um they're going to work and, and it's going to be fun to watch. And, and from my uh, end too, you know, I'm interested to see how the points work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I love sporting events. So I, one thing I really like about uh, and they never really do it in these Ironman matches is you can actually play with like points, you know, like I beat him by three falls, you know, uh, yes. you can't really do that in other matches, but they never do that. It's always like, it's, it's always like we had two falls in, in 60 minutes. Um, you know, and that's not gonna hopefully that doesn't happen this time. Hopefully we actually can play with something here. So
0: Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Uh we had the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, Santos Escobar defeated Isaiah Swerve Scott in a in a pretty competitive match. Kyle O'Reilly, um, and Drake Maverick had a had a pretty actually a, a fairly fun match for what it was. Yeah, they did. Um and then uh Killian Dane came out to make the save when uh when the rest of the UE was over there trying to bust things up then we got dakota kai and raquel gonzalez versus usri and Rhea ripley and um yeah so i want to hear what you guys have to say about the about this show um and about everything we already talked about cross let's move past that tyler I'll cover to you first yeah going to the
2: champ uh champa thing I think this is what he needs. I mean, he's he's been out. He's overcome injuries. You know, I hate that Jake Atlas had to take it, but if, I guess, you know, that's his initiation. So, hey, I like the spot where he did under the ring, that whiplash, and he was going crazy to rest. See, to me, that's what AEW should have done better. They, they got it right on NXT with that spot. And I, I just really enjoy that. Isaiah Swerve Scott was great. Taking on Escobar, they always put on a great match. I like how Brazongo is taking on Wild and, and Phoenix and and get involved in that deal. And can I just say, Raquel Gonzalez, I know Kai's my crush, but she and Ripley in a singles match, that's coming. And we saw a taste of that in that tag team match. I'm looking forward to that because you can really go and take that to a lot of places. That's all I'm going to say, a quick highlight.
0: Vinicius, what you got, man?
1: Yeah, I liked he, I liked uh, uh, Shane Strickland and uh, uh, Escobar. I liked um, uh, I like it all, man. I, I love Robert Stone. Robert Stone, uh, i we'll be training with him on Wednesday. We trained with him two weeks ago. He's such a good guy. He's a uh, like he's a he's a regular CCW guy. So uh, it's really crazy to watch him on television because um, like two years ago he didn't he he was kind of done with the wrestling business. You know, he was working indies. And he was kind of going around the, the, the globe. You know, he was doing some shots in Chile and some other stuff. And then uh, they brought him back just to work the house shows. And now he's on TV and he's got this his own thing. And, and I think uh, uh, it's entertaining, you know. And uh, it's a guy who, man, you know, he's 36, 37 years old. He was done with the business. So I just love to see it. Not just because, you know, I consider him a friend of mine, but also because uh, it's just interesting to see. He's doing interesting stuff. Uh, just in general, it, it, it's it's also, when you saw the ratings come out, I thought it was something interesting as well, And that AEW should change nights. You know, I, I think that's, I think we're playing too much into this, like it has to be on Wednesday night. Uh, AEW's ratings were bet, were really good on, on that Saturday. So AEW is appointment television, and I think they're hurting each other. So one of them just to change nights. What, what, why are you making uh, everybody do this? You know, I know why. I mean, WWE is, is counter-programming. Maybe WWE switches to, to Thursday if uh, AEW moves to Thursday or if AEW moves somewhere else. But I think someone's got to give at this point now. And uh, it should happen. I think it's silly. You know, like it's silly to put each other against each other and, and stuff like that. Uh, and I think them playing not on the same night shows that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: I um I have a question for you, for you guys. There was a couple weeks ago on NXT, maybe a couple months ago now. Uh, we started getting this this these two big guys. They were coming out with tag team. They had a manager. I don't even know who it was. Um, but they but they were coming out and they they were getting in people's faces and they were going to challenge for the tag team titles and then they poofed. What um, the hell happened? Like this is this was is what it I'm with
1: Malcolm? Was was the, the Indian yeah. guys, right? Yeah yeah, yeah yeah. Like
0: yeah, like yeah. The, the, this is. You know, I'll tell
1: you I'll tell you after the show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, there he goes with spoilers. Here we go. Were they called in this year or something like that? Yeah. In oh man.
1: Some kind of weird name. Yeah. Killing yeah. No, with uh, uh, Malcolm, uh, um yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, but like they, they built those guys up and, and there was immediate intrigue and then just poof, they're they're gone again, you know. Maybe COVID, maybe something else. Who knows? But but uh but it, it, it's craziness. There's, there's, you know, there, there's so much inconsistency happening with the WWE product right now. But I think that NXT is the most consistent of the products right now in the WWE. And I think that what we're getting with NXT right now is, uh, is a pretty good indication of what we'll get in a couple of years when it's just, you know, when, when, when Paul is running the show backstage instead of Vince. Um, well, I some... don't think Vince is going to ever die. I think he's going to run the show until he's 100. That's possible, man. So it's we're really, looking at yeah, we're man. looking
1: at uh, twenty forty five before those changes come into place, guys. I
0: don't know if I'll still be a wrestling fan. Yeah, I I mean,
1: yeah. I will be. I don't know if I'll still be watching wrestling. I'll have you my uh, I'll have my my brain downloaded into some sort of supercomputer at that point. You know, yeah. To just to watch like whole N W E nwa episodes that's what will
0: do <laughs> <laughs> jesus i
2: like it hey no, that's good
0: jesus all right guys well it's uh it's getting to be that time my friends and uh for all the folks listening to the show this week i i want to say a, a big 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 thank you to everyone that's been tuning in making our first live show last week a, a huge success we've had between uh podcast streams um and the and the edited version of the the show that i i reposted on youtube and the live version of the show on youtube we've had something over 60 60 listens on that one episode and that's that's really cool Um, you guys are really coming through for us big time we really appreciate that excellence and uh please keep it coming for us here at the rewind wrestling network uh you know on our way out here again we had to say uh joe we missed you a lot tonight but uh he got called into work he had to, he had to do his thing and we all get it Venetius, we have to say a big thank you to you for jumping in with us again last second and uh and helping us out on the show and keeping things rolling with us and uh being our CCW connection over there and uh and Tyler as always my friend it's always a pleasure talking yeah. wrestling with you each and every week Tyler you have a you have a uh a gig coming up this weekend right you're guesting on another podcast do, yeah. this weekend
2: what yeah yeah there Uh, They're called the Retro retro Wrestling Rewind, get that, uh, podcast, but they talk about like old NWA, you know, slash WCW shows from like the late 80s, so we are talking super towns, and I went back and watched it on the network. I got to tell you, I like the concept, because, you know, had Rock and Roll Express, you had Ric Flair versus Nikita Koloff, which I've not seen a lot of their matches, and Charlotte, which was cool, so... And you had the Road Warriors versus Midnight Express in a scaffold match, which was one of the earlier attraction matches. Tyler, that's one of my my
1: favorite shows of all time. You also have Manny Manny Fernandez, uh, uh, the Raging Bull versus Abdul the Butcher in a bloodbath. One of my favorite matches of all time. Uh, I could probably tell you the whole card. You have Magnum and Tully in the same uh, uh, show, right? In a cage, takes a spike to his head. I think it no. Now Tony's in it. This
2: must be a different because this is where Magnum had the injury. He's coming back because Tony interviews him. He, he's
1: actually okay. wrestling.
2: But he, okay. I love Magnum.
1: All right, forget, I love forget forget what I said. That that's not my. Oh no, no no no! Hey, listen, it's I, I love. Trash. Hey, <laughs> it's
0: okay. All right, folks. Well, I'll tell you what. No, catch, hey, catch listen, Tyler.
2: That, that's what we do.
0: Yeah, catch Tyler on the retro wrestling rewind. Uh, podcast this weekend, he'll be on there, uh, giving his thoughts on one of his specialties, which is classic NWA and early WCW wrestling. And uh, that, that'll be a lot of fun. Keep your eyes and ears out for stuff from ACPW and from Coastal Championship Wrestling. And, and, and folks- th- this
1: week, this week, uh, Coastal Championship Wrestling, we have a podcast with a uh, Chilean wrestler, Ariel Levy, part two is coming. He's a movie star, he, he's been in a bunch of stuff, and he's coming to CCW. He's coming to CCW. As soon as uh, uh, the country allows him to leave because of COVID, he's coming down and he's he's working with us and he's a great guy and he's a movie star. He's he be he was a movie star then he became a wrestler. So he's the reverse rock, you know. Plus, gotcha. you know, uh, yeah. Plus, he's a white Chilean guy. Cool. You know, Rock is like a black Samoan guy. So he's literally the reverse. He's the <laughs> reverse rock. So uh, anyway, check him out. Part two this week on CCW Talks with uh, Cecil Sharp that stupid nerd uh, who does all our stuff. So,
0: And Cecil's a pain, man, but all right, we'll, we'll, we'll listen to it. We'll listen oh, to man, it. Thanks. All right, my friends, thank you so much for joining us this evening on the Jolton Joe wrestling radio show. Please remember to like, comment, share, subscribe, and we will catch you next time.